Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am super pumped that you are listening. This is a podcast by a 20-something or 20-somethings or 20-somethings at heart. The desire to dive into the real and the raw, the uncomfortable and the messy. My desire is that you would encounter the Lord and feel encouraged, inspired, and challenged to chase after Jesus in this crazy time of life. I'm so glad you're here. So grab something refreshing and let's get on with it. Ladies, this week on the podcast, I have Sarah Martin back for you guys. You might remember her exactly a year ago. I came out with my very first episode with Sarah, and she's back for the year anniversary of the podcast. I am so excited for you guys to hear from Sarah again, and all of her great wisdom for us. It's such a fun episode, and I'm excited for you guys to hear, so let's get on with it. Hey, Sarah. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Yay. It's so much fun to be here, Emma. I love spending time with you. You too, my friend. I don't, for my listeners, you may or may not know that I have had Sarah on before. She was actually my very first episode that I released, which is almost exactly a year ago from when I'm releasing this episode. Yeah. Which is so crazy. So this is kind of like my first birthday episode is what we're going to call it. And I'm so excited. So I said, Sarah, I want you to come back because... Well, that episode was one of my absolute favorites ever, still to this day. Um, and wouldn't it be fun if you just came back a year from when we had our first one? So here we are. Yeah, girl. Yeah. So why don't you start off, because some of my listeners maybe have been listening since the beginning, and they're like, yes, Sarah, you're back. Or <laughs> maybe they've just hopped on the train uh, the crazy train of water with lemon and they don't know who you are and have no idea. And they're going to go back and listen to your first episode after this. But so tell them who you are, what your life looks like these days. Yeah. And by the way, it's a pretty fun, crazy train, the water with lemon (laughs) podcast. So I'm glad y'all are here listening and hearing from the amazing Emma. So I'm Sarah and I presently live in college station, the, Motherland, the Aggie motherland. Whoop. Are you doing it? She's doing it. She's doing (laughs) it. Um, And so I have a 10-year-old son, and um, I've been married 17 years to my amazing husband, Greg, that we met when we were juniors at A&M. And yeah, it was so sweet. He did the whole proposal under the century tree. I know you got a lot of Aggies. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, I'll (laughs) tell you that story. Maybe we'll do a whole different podcast with that later. But Anyway, so I spend my time, um, I am a writer and an author and a teacher. And when I'm not wearing my wife and mom hat, I'm usually, um, can be found teaching at women's events. I I love grabbing women by the hand and leading them to the presence of Jesus and really just encouraging them in vibrant faith and glorious purpose. And I especially love that uh, you and I got to meet because I love gals in their twenties, whether they're in college or in that young adult stage, uh, after college. And it's just my passion to hang out with 
women here in town and online as well. And, um, just share my heart and, and what God has on my heart for women in that age group. Don't get me wrong. I love women of all age. I love speaking <laughs> and teaching to them, but there's something about just hanging out with my 20 something gals that just gets me so excited. So thanks for having me. Of course. You're so fun to hang out with Sarah. I, I was talking with Sarah about this beforehand, but you know, I always say this is a podcast for ladies in their twenties or 20 somethings at heart. I said, I think that fits your category, Sarah. And that's probably why you like hanging out with 20 somethings because you are a 20 something at heart. Yes. Y'all keep me young. Y'all keep me young and cool. Every now and then I, I, you know, when I'm scrolling on Instagram and I, I get to keep up with all the latest and greatest because of my gals and, um, and you know, it, I'm turning 40 this year and it's kind of my mission to let my gals know that 40 is cool. Let me tell you, 40 is cool. 30 is cool. I know y'all are like closer to heading towards 30 than obviously 40, but let me tell you these bucket lists that I'm seeing around town of like all these things I got to do before I turn 30 because my life is going to end at 30. (laughs) Oh my word. If I hear one of those, I'm going to scream. I swear it is like, it is the coolest thing to get just to do life. And just because you get older, life does not end. It might just look a little bit different, but you still get to do cool things. So it's kind of my mission. I'm throwing myself a bash, like B A S H bash for my 40th birthday. Um, we're talking like I rented out a place. I've got a caterer. I've got uh, a DJ. My husband is so sweet. He's funding the whole thing, but I have to remind myself, hashtag not a wedding. And so, (laughs) I mean, I could easily, I've been like having to like rein it back in, but my whole idea is I just want (laughs) to, like, it's, it's so fun. I ordered my, a couple of dress options last night. And so we'll we'll see. They're kind of sparkly, a little too short. Maybe (laughs) I might have to sit them back because I don't have that 20 something body anymore. I so you just gotta what you have. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're comparing this to like a wedding. Like, and why not? Like, why do we just have <laughs> to have one fun day in our lives? Like, you, I'm totally supporting you in this. Yeah, yeah, totally. I sent um, save the dates. Not, I really wanted to send like save the date, like little picture, you know, for your magnet on your on your uh, fridge. But right. no, I, I just did text because you know I needed my friends to know they need to put this on their calendar. I sent the save the date like back in January. Yeah, really I was cool. like, I'm pretty sure you sent me a text like <laughs> at least January. <laughs> I'm like, this is a long time from now, but I'll put on my I calendar. Know. You can't commit. It's hard, but people in I town know. know what I'm talking about because it's it's kind of a lot of crazy town going on in right. April here. So anyway. Anyway, my whole point is celebrate life and your life doesn't end at 30 for all my 20 something friends. And then as you look toward 40, it just keeps getting better. So, wow. I love that, Sarah. We should, I think that everyone should have like a big birthday party like that when you're older, because I feel like everyone's like, oh my gosh, I'm 27 now. So I can't ever celebrate my birthday again. I'm just getting old. So why should we celebrate it? Oh my gosh. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, people like we should be celebrating life. Uh, another day to live. So I love that. I support you in that. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Sarah, let's talk about what was life like for you in your twenties? Like, let's, let's go back in time. Let's talk about your 20s. Like, what did you struggle with? What was good? Like, let's revisit your 20s. Yeah. So just to give you all some context, um, I was married pretty young. 
my husband was in, was going to be in the army. And so we got married right out of college for just cause we were in love, but also, uh, there really wasn't any wasting any time because once you're in, once he you know was officially in the army, they kind of own you. So mm-hmm. you have to go and do the honeymoon thing and all the fun, you know, all the wedding stuff, because there's crazy stories of deploying, you know, oh, yeah. right after you get home from your honeymoon, which almost about happened to us. So my twenties looked like for me, after we graduated, uh, we moved around a couple of times and we landed in North Carolina mm. and literally we landed in North Carolina, uh, about a, a year to the date of our first, I mean, it was our one year anniversary. Wow. And then shortly after that, my husband deployed to Iraq. So this was 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when the war first started. And, um, mm-hmm. my first part of, I w- by then I was about 24. No, I said 22. Yeah. 23, 24. And y'all, I had no concept of like budget. I had no concept of, you know, taking, doing the adulting things. So I was kind of thrown into a new state. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, you know, we didn't have any friends yet, but I make friends pretty easy. So that wasn't a big deal, but, um, I literally, let me, I'll just be straight up with you. I spent all our money. I was like at target (sighs) once week or no more multiple times and dropping like 50 bucks every time. Cause part of it was just dealing with the anxiety of hmm. my husband being deployed. Like he was literally in a war zone and it, um, and we didn't, I didn't talk. We didn't talk for about two months at one point. I didn't hear his hmm. voice. So when he finally called, it was crazy. I didn't know who it was. It was in the middle of the night. I was just kind of it, it just drowsy and groggy. And I'm like, I hadn't heard from him. I wasn't expecting a call. Like, who is this poor thing? I <laughs> he's like you forgot me (laughs) yeah yeah part of it was the communication was horrible back when the war Mm -hmm. first started so we just couldn't hear each other but anyway so yeah so life looked like that first our first uh, year or so of marriage and then once we kind of got settled in I um, started working full-time and so what that looked like for me was I was either at home and just being a wife or I was working full time to kind of just very driven to mm. succeed, to kind of work the career level. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep, which was mm. such a sweet job. It was my dream job. I wanted, wanted to do that since I was in college, but I did not have the grades. I graduated. Mm. I, I had a lot of fun at a and M. I <laughs> I I majored in fun. And so um, I didn't get my dream job right away, which that's something to be said when you're in your twenties, you might not get your dream job right away. Mm-hmm. And that is okay because I had a lot of learning to do some jobs that I took in the meantime before I, um, I got to walk into kind of what I was just hoping and dreaming to do in sales. And it prepared me in a way that I, I if I just been thrown in, I would have been thrown in with the sharks. I mean, it just, I wasn't ready for it. So yeah. Um, I was immature at first. And then the Lord just was so sweet while my husband was deployed and I had just time on my hands after that first deployment, when I spent all our money, she came back, we (laughs) got a a better plan, um, of how to use my time and our resources and stuff the next time. But I found myself every time he was deployed, I had these, this extra space, actual time and extra space in my life. And, um, I started just doing some discipleship programs and I just heard the voice, the voice of God, just kind of leading me into a passion for him and a passion to learn and go deeper with him. Um, in a way that I had never done before. And so I, he was just so kind to me not to, um, 
you know, let me fall too far when I, when I just was kind of aimlessly kind of batting at the wind, trying mm-hmm. to figure out life. Cause I feel like that's kind of where we are sometimes when we're aimless, but if we come and say, Hey God, you know, I, I know this is not what it's supposed to be. Can, can we talk about some direction here? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the Lord is faithful to answer that. If we, if we kind of just say, yeah, I know this isn't quite right where you want me. Like, wh- where do you want me? Like, where, where, how can we do this? And I think that that's a question that is so easy. Like, we're kind of like, well, duh, like, shouldn't I be asking that? But, but why didn't I ask that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, why didn't I? And so might as well ask that now. So, yeah. <laughs> I feel that's like that's really- like the question of your 20s is, uh, Lord, can I have some direction here? <laughs> For sure. And let me tell you, that's not just a 20 something thing. That is any season of life. Anytime you pivot and you, you know, you have to move, like we, we literally moved, uh, four years ago, almost from North Carolina to Texas. And that was a pivot for me. That was a transition in my, um, my life. I, the Lord asked me to, to step away from writing and teaching and speaking and, and take a break. There was a lot of healing in my heart that needed to happen. But on top of that, we were pivoting our life into a whole new town being, you know, making new friends. I was doing that seventh grade girl thing of like, will they be my friend? You know, <laughs> kind of that thing. And so it's just one of those things where you, I think in your twenties, if you can, if you can realize that it's just part of life and it's okay to have to ask, okay, God, where are we going with this? Like, you don't have to go aimlessly. You won't always know the answer and he won't always give you the, the straight direction. But if you're seeking after God and his presence and his, um, and just spending time with him first, mm-hmm. the answers will come. Um, they come in forms of, of situations. They come in forms of you literally read in scripture and, and you get an answer because the Holy spirit is, is actively working as you, as you read the word, or it comes in just how kind of life turns and twists. And you start, if you actively seek after God with heart, mind, and soul, I'm pointing to my eyes right now, because like when you're kind of like, like focusing in, um, you won't miss that direction. It just might not come how you think it's going to come. And, um, but the, 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 the main goal at that point is God, who are you? Who do you say I am and where are we going? And is, is if you're actively and um, just wholeheartedly looking for that, it'll come. And and you don't need to stress. Like you don't, that's the thing I tell all my gals. Like it's okay if you don't have it figured out. I'm almost 40 and I don't have it figured out too. And you know what? We can figure it out together as women too. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay. Like it's okay not to have it figured out. I think Instagram and social media makes it so easy to think, wow, they really have it all figured out, Yeah. but really they figured out how to curate their feed and put a great filter and write the words that make it look like they've got it all figured out. Yeah. But really, I mean, really, really, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. It's everybody's highlight feed for sure. You know, and yeah. so it's easy to compare. It's easy to look and say, hmm, how does this compare with my life? What do I need, be, need to be doing better? Clearly, I don't have it all together, but it's just so false. How do you yeah. like, what What are ways that you kind of um, keep yourself from falling into that trap? Or, or is it easy to fall into that trap? 
Oh my gosh, it's so easy. Um, so I think we talked about this on the last episode. I'll give you like my surface level, like quick, not surface level, but like quick checklist. Mm-hmm. And then I'll give you something that the Lord has been teaching me uh, that's pretty deep. So y'all okay. get ready, okay? All right. Um, okay. So on. Okay. So the, the quick and easy thing, like at the moment, like the triage situation, when you're feeling like you're going either down the rabbit hole or you're going into like the rabbit hole of your soul and it's getting darker <laughs> and darker as you're spilling through. Okay. First, put it down, put it down. Here's the checklist. If you are hungry, hormonal, if you are stressed out, if you are tired, don't even pick up your phone. And sometimes it means delete the stinking app off your phone. Do you know how many times I've deleted that app on and off, on and off, on and off? And that's okay because if if it's that much of a like, because because in our flesh and our like humanness, that 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 torture that we give ourselves is like, <laughs> give me some more, give me some more, and so we keep scrolling. We don't have to. So mm-hmm. just think in my mind, okay, am I going down that deep dark hole? Am I hungry? Do I need to just go eat a snack? Make dinner? Do I? Am I hormonal? Okay, this is only going to last for seven days. Okay, I'll pick up my phone in seven days. <laughs> like, maybe that's not realistic, but sometimes we just need to realize in our head, okay, what's going on in my head that that's the reason why I'm reacting to what I'm seeing. And a lot of it is not what other people are putting out; it's how we react. Mm-hmm. And um, so, okay, that's kind of the triage level. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty, pretty good to remember. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So the next thing that the Lord has been showing me, and this is not just social, this is just in life in general. I've been asking him this crazy question. It's crazy in a good way, but just this crazy question of Lord, can you show me? I'm such a visual person. I think more than I realizing him, cause I'm also a talker. So I think I'm like that middle ground of like verbal processing versus visually like a visual yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I cannot be boxed into one thing, Emma. <laughs> like, can you-, <laughs> you don't like, have to be. <laughs> I swear on the Enneagram, I'm a three like way, but some days I'm like a one, some days I'm not two, you know, anyway. seven maybe. <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah. The seven for like a second, but I'm not, I'm too pragmatic sometimes to be a seven. Yeah. So I wish I were a seven. The sevens have so much fun in life, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) overanalyzing. Okay. Okay, So the, I've been asking the Lord, okay, God, I have been so distracted by such meaningless things. I'm so weary. I know I'm distracted. I am so weary of what I let these distractions, where I let these distractions take my heart and my soul and even my thought life. And so I'm like, Jesus, can you just walk in the room right now? Can like, I've literally asked, I was like, I even like was trying to like conjure that, not conjure it up in some kind of woo woo way, but like, Lord, please, can you just walk in the room right now? Because I need to see your face. I need to see like this, this, the, the bigness and the, and your glory hmm. in such a tangible way, because I am so, so prone to fleeting things that distract me and take my attention. Otherwise that if I, I'm just, I just know I'm like, Lord, I just know if you can just walk in the door right now and just stand before me right now, there is no way on God's green earth that I could be otherwise distracted and taken to this pit of despair by things like social media. Can we just do that right now? Amen. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Well, 
I felt like since then he's like, Sarah, I will choose when I walk in your door. <laughs> you don't get Oh, he's so sweet. But Jesus is so sweet with me. He's showing me things here on earth that like his glory and his goodness here on earth and how he chooses to, to, um, just be good and be great and be merciful, be forgiving and be beautiful. If I just open my eyes to that and, um, just lean on him toward holding the, I call it, this is where it gets heavier. Okay. Are you ready for the next level? Yeah, here we go. Okay. So I, the, 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 the visual of it for me is holding a block of gold, which I've never held a block of gold, but I imagine what a block of gold <laughs> would look like. It's and that's what the Bible says. The, the, um, the meaning of God's glory means the heaviness, his heaviness, but in a good way, not heaviness as burden, mm. but heaviness in a good way. And so I look at God's, God's presence, God himself, Jesus in my life moving, how he chooses, whether he chooses to walk in that door or not, but it's his, it's like holding a block of gold, that heaviness and that weightiness and that value. So block of gold is valuable. Hmm. But a lot of times I am prone on the other hand to grasp towards glitter. So Hmm. gold is weighty and valuable. Glitter is fleeting and distracting. You know, you get, you know, when you try to doll yourself up and you get the glittery eyeshadow and sometimes <laughs> it like gets in your eyes and your contacts and it's like annoying and all the things or, or glitter that, f- it, so I look at glitter as fleeting. It, it distracts, it's fleeting, it's beautiful, but God's presence is more weighty in gold and in, in like gold and um, his value in our life holds a place of sturdiness. It holds a place of, um, a place I call it steadfast. Like I can stand on such firm ground when I look toward God's glory and his goodness and the value of that Mm -hmm. versus when I am like a, like, like, like doing the squirrel thing of ping, 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 squirrel, squirrel, (laughs) squirrel of all the things. They might be good things, but they're distracting. And then my heart is so tempted to follow down those roads of then turning into pulling into what maybe is my sin in that moment and really pulling in and me myself and my just my hopes and dreams that they turn towards sin instead of hoping and dreaming and and looking toward god first so Mm. there you have it that is where i am right now uh yeah yeah it's a daily thing though i've not found the answer to that i don't think i ever will um as far as like I've got it down. You know, I think that that's the whole idea. We go from glory to glory. We, we go from learning to learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One degree of glory to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, so can like, does it get better? Like, you know, in your twenties to, you know, now you're about to be 40. Like, does it get better? Like obviously sanctification is a slow process and it's hard and it is, you know, continual, like we just said, from one degree to another, does it get better? Yes. I mean, absolutely. When we're talking about our walk with the Lord, if, if literally the God honors the, like you said, the sanctification process, like that journey. And if we just say, okay, God, I'm just committed right now in this five minutes to sit and like, teach me where I've gone wrong as I'm going down whatever rabbit trail, sin trail, darkness in my heart. (laughs) And minute by minute, five minutes turns into, you know, this season of 
okay, what did I learn in this season? If we can, at any season of life, if we can just take a minute and be intentional to slow down and say, okay, God, what are you teaching me right now? Hmm. What, where, where are you right now in this situation, in this pain? Where are you maybe in this happiness, mm-hmm. whether it's good or, or hard? That is how we move from that one, ch- if you're looking at season to season, chunk of time, chunk of time, um, decade to decade, if we are just intentional, of, God, where are you moving? And wh- where do I have to learn? And wh- how can I see more of your goodness in this? Then our flesh, that, that, that tendency to look toward glitter versus the gold, mm-hmm. it becomes less and less. It really does. It becomes less and less. And so to, to answer your question, does it become easier? Um, no, I don't want to be like Debbie <laughs> Downer. It's because life, life is hard. You know, life, life sucks sometimes. And so, but do, do you start to develop tools to, to de- handle the seasons and to, um, intentionally work through rough stuff in life? Yes. God mm-hmm. is so faithful to give us the tools when we, that, I mean, you know, what am I talking about tools for, for those of just kind of like, what is she talking about? And, <laughs> and Emma, I would love to hear what, what your tools are too. Cause y'all, Emma, this girl is on fire for the Lord. And so I'm just, I love that you're doing this podcast, but um, let's talk about some tools. So my biggest tool is you've, is obviously, obviously sitting in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I think sometimes we get in, put ourselves into a box as our, you know, greater American Christian church way of doing, you know, like your good little Christian girl, especially you see on Instagram, like if it didn't happen, you know, if you didn't take a picture of your Bible and your coffee in front happen. of you, it didn't happen. No. And so, okay, here's the deal. For me, some days, y'all, I don't feel like getting up at 530 in the morning. I don't. Mm-hmm. So I don't. And Jesus is so graceful and he's so good to me. He's not like, well, you didn't get up at 530 in the morning. You didn't start, you know, he, but yes, some of that is me dealing with, okay, was I being lazy? Was I being whatever? But you go from glory to glory. You learn one day, you know, mm-hmm. you learn one day. Okay. This is what I, where I fell short the next day. Okay. How can I partner with the Lord? So sitting with the word you guys, it could be at your lunch break, you go to your car and you sit with the Bible. A lot of it is just making what I call margin and white space in your day. And so it doesn't have to be, you read a whole chapter. It might be, you read a chunk of a few verses, making sure you're getting the context of the verse. That's the Bible teacher in me, (laughs) but sitting with your journal and just, if you're just writing out that verse three times, just to like, Say, this is all I can do, Lord, because I am weary, I am tired, I am stressed. God meets you there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to look like the check the box, perfect Bible study time. Now, by the way, those are really great things to do. It's important to study the Word. Yes. Um, So in my mind, making white space just to connect with God, whatever that looks like. I like that. Um, Yeah. Another tool is, uh, for me, it's worship. And so... Mm -hmm. What does that look like? I mean, find your style of worship, even if it's your style of worship as you're getting ready in the morning, um, in the shower or blow drying hair. I mean, raise your hand if you heard a mate had great, amazing thoughts while you're blow drying your hair. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure did the water with lemon podcast you while you were in the shower. shower. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yes. And why is that? Because it's like the space where nothing is like, (laughs) 
I mean, I think about it. I'm like, nothing's distracting me in this moment. Like, I'm just washing my hair. You can't take your phone, you know, in the shower. (laughs) Right. I think some people do because, like, I think iPhones now are technically, like, quote, unquote, water resistant. I've totally heard of people who take their phone in the shower. I'm like, that means you have a problem. Well, let's hope you don't accidentally pick up a FaceTime call. I mean, hello. Let's, I mean, we're talking like, let's just stick here. That's so true. I'm scared to FaceTime anybody now. So, yeah. But, yeah, yes, so, I'm with I mean, you. I'm, and that goes to the same thing of, of making margin and putting some white space. And so – whether that means you literally put your phone on the other side of your apartment, other side of your house, delete the apps. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so distracted. I'm so easily distracted. I have to place the phone literally out of my way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, white space margin, spending time with the Lord doesn't have to be put in a box. I mean, your spending time with the Lord might be, if you love to meal prep on Sundays, I know a lot of my young gals, y'all are so smart. I did not do these (laughs) kind of things. Doing the meal prep thing is genius. And it sets you up for so much success. That's a whole different subject right then. But (laughs) let's let's go back to setting yourself up for success. So anyways, what if it's while you're chopping vegetables for your meal, you know, your meal planning and... Just saying, okay, God, you know, it's that, that's that movement where you get any kind of movement with your body. So maybe it's out while you're working out. If you need to work out something with the Lord, get your, well, get your iPhone. Don't turn on the apps, take the music and mm-hmm. just start moving, physically moving. Same. And um, there's something to be said for that mind, body, soul thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so bottom line, what I'm trying to say is the tools to move from what we were calling glory to glory, season to season, being intentional with what are you doing, God, in this season for when it's hard and when it's good, um, is, is just making space. You got to worship, you got to pray. And of course, find yourself those people that really might even challenge you. Mm. Um, my husband used to assert, heard this argument my husband and I had the other day. So he's got his buddies that they have their, you know, their group that they meet every now and then. And men use such like different words than women. And so um, they're talking to each other when they're kind of like interacting with each other and encouraging each other. And so my sweet husband, we've been married for 17 years, so he does know better, but I had to remind him. So he was saying, we were kind of doing our little family meeting on Sundays where we get our life together and just plan for success for the next week. And he said, okay, we got to do this. How can I hold you accountable? And I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, you do not hold me accountable. You know, I'm not one of your boys, but like, like, it it was good. I needed to be held accountable. But in that moment, I didn't need my husband. How can I hold you accountable? I'm I'm kind of a strong personality, if you can't already tell. But anyway, what I needed was his encouragement, his Mm -hmm. partnership. He was offering that, but in his male language. So my whole point is, if you can find yourself just some people just to do like these conversations that Emma and I are having right now of saying, this is really hard, but then taking it further and saying, what's God teaching you in this, in this season? Like mm-hmm. see, sitting around for coffee can look like church. If you yeah. sit and say, Hey, you know, how's your heart these days? Like, that's a good question to ask. How's your heart these days? Yep. What's God teaching you these days? Mm-hmm. And it can be very vulnerable, but if you can take that step first to be vulnerable, um, 
you can, you can, then it then opens up the conversation where you can even learn from somebody else too, of what, what God's doing in their life. And that's encouraging. And that's uplifting and building upon your faith as well. Oh, I so. love it. I love it. It's so good. Such good encouragement. Um, okay. So I kind of want to start asking you like the last three questions that I ask every guest. And I know I asked you these before, but I know they're going to be, they might be different. different. Let's see what's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, a year later. Right? A year later, things change. You know, you're almost 40. (laughs) (laughs) Things are so different. (laughs) Okay, so the first one, uh, I want to know, what's one thing that you just really want 20-somethings to know? Yeah, um, well, I felt like we... I felt like we covered a lot in those last yes. few minutes that we spent together. Yes. I think I'll circle back to what I said. It's okay if you don't have it all together. Mm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I do not have it all together. But in I, I, still, I, I still go back to that scripture that says, in our weakness, God is made, it, it, we can pull upon his strength. And in my weakness, God is strong. And in my weakness, God is glorified. If I choose to say, God, you need to work through me in this because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And um, so that would be one thing to say, it's okay to not, you don't have it together. You won't always have it together. Like we, it, we, we just don't have it together. It's fine. Like I think that word of like yeah. having it all together should just be deleted out of our verbiage. Like it just doesn't need to be a phrase, Mm -hmm. you know, like the whole, I'm a hot mess. Like it's okay. It's okay. Um, but God is bigger. God is, 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 um, strong in your weakness and he's so kind in our weakness. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one thing I would really just, um, say is it's okay to not have it all together. It's good. I feel like we are making like more of a move in, in Christian culture to be able to say like, Hey, we don't have to have it together. Like, let's be real. Let's be honest and be genuine after I feel like a long season of pretending like we do. And it still exists. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like we are making kind of a shift towards let's be more real and genuine about where we're at, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next. What are you like reading, listening to and or watching these days? Okay. So I know that's I a just, big question, but no. Okay. So I'll go with the easiest to answer. Cause I just finished and y'all don't, don't judge. Cause I was watching other things while y'all were all watching this, but I just now finished the Gilmore girls. Oh. Yes. 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 But it was one of those things where I think back when it was playing, I, I was either, I'll just be straight up. I was either like going out and partying and then I got, like, so I wasn't watching, you know, Gilmore Girls, or I think I was also at that time 24. I love like CIA thriller like mm-hmm. things. So, so, and I still do, but so anyway, I just now finished Gilmore Girls and I got to majorly binge it. Like it was so a problem. I was telling my family, like, just, just go in the other room. I, I don't, I, I would toll away with my little iPad. Like we could watch <laughs> it on our, our big TV, but I was like, no, 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 I got it. No, I need my girl. I need my to girls. Focus. So yes. Yeah. I need to focus. I got, I got three more episodes. So yeah. And then, um, what am I reading these days? Girl, I'm one of those things. I've got like four different books going on. Um, I've always got probably a nonfiction book. Um, and I should have grabbed it. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm doing some research and reading on just, um, 
the prophetic, like listening and hearing the voice of God and not any kind of crazy way, but just wanting to hear God's voice and be able to minister out of that Mm -hmm. in a new and fresh way. So I love Graham Cook. He's got prophetic books. Um, And then I just picked up a book. Do you do this thing? Do you reread books or no? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Especially if they're just really, really good ones. Yeah, totally. So I picked up this book. It's about this family who bought this house. It's a it's a it's a nonfiction book, but it's written like a fiction, um, as far as you know, like a novel, and it's the flow of it. But they bought a house in this gorgeous French island, and it's this like little rundown house. And I love just the idea of just dreaming about being so remote without any Wi-Fi or mm. any cell phone. And so for me, it's just a way of just turning off my brain and kind of imagining what. What yeah. life would be like that scenario. So mm, I love that. Yeah. Send me send me some names of those and I'll put them in the show notes. Yes, I'm sorry. This is what happens when you turn forty. I will be straight up. Like you don't you can't quickly <laughs> recall information. So as cool as forty is, there are some downfalls. So okay. I'll just you know, I'm just here for you to be real and tell you what to look forward yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, we will give you grace <laughs> in that for sure. <laughs> We get it. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even want to imagine what I'm going to be like, um, later on in life. Cause I already have short term memory loss. So pray for me. Well, it's okay. I mean, that's where we do our lists on our phone. You make lots of lists. Mm-hmm. You make lots, of, just do a lot of brain dumps. I like to just do lots of brain dumps, tape, take a piece of paper and just write it all out just to get it out of my head. And then I can then make a list of what's the priority. And mm-hmm. that's how you kind of so true. work. Lists is how you get through life. Like at at school, I have like 45 sticky notes all over my desk yeah. to remind, like, I'm like, I need to do this, this. Okay, revisit that and that. So, right, yes, and you can move lists. them around. Mm-hmm. And then if you put, do sticky notes, because I do the same thing. If you do each individual item on a different sticky note, then you get the gratification of grabbing that sticky yes. note and throwing it throwing away. Throwing in the trash, what? crumple and throw. <laughs> yes. 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 So totally. I, I'm right there with you. But then I hoard them and I'm like, wait, I've already done that. And then I keep the sticky note there and I have to revisit which ones I have and haven't. Oh. It's called ADD. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's okay. You're still learning. It's fine. It's okay. You got to get, we'll get your system. There. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> last one. I'm sure you remember okay. this one. What is refreshing you these days? Anything that has just given you life? Yeah, so I've um, I've been spending some great time getting to teach at events and such, and um, it's been so refreshing. But I've realized that I have not made time for my art, mm. and so I, as much as I love to go and teach and and look women in the eye and and with my Bible just share what the God what God has put on my heart. I, as much as I think I'm an extrovert, I really am still an introvert. I'm, I'm an intro- I have that introverted side, so I've got, I've I've scheduled in. I've started to actual schedule in art time. And That's so um, I do watercolor and I love p- painting flowers mm-hmm. and abstracts and things like that. So that has been a place where I realized I needed to like use my brain another way. And that's refreshing. Finding a different way to use your brain yes. <laughs> than, than your daily routine and your what you, maybe for work or um, interacting with your family. Um, you've got to make space to just decompress and then like switch, switch on a new, uh, the creative part of your brain. Totally. Yes. Important. I'm doing an episode coming up on creativity and I'm really, Oh yeah. So stay tuned, but you guys should check out Sarah's beautiful art. You post stuff on your Instagram sometimes, right? 
Yes. It's really one of those things where I like to pay. I don't sell it because I mean, I sell it every now and then I'll, I'll get a wild hair and just decide to make some paintings to sell, but I'm too type A to make it like a, and it'll become like a thing. And then it's right. a thing. And it's just, I have to have a whole website show other people. For sure. And it makes it for a pretty picture on Instagram. Maybe people will read my caption. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Again, the curated life. It's fine. It's beautiful, though. I love them. I wish I was better with watercolor. Maybe I'll just YouTube and learn some tutorials. Totally. There's so many resources online. Totally. Yeah. I love it. All right, Sarah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited you came back on. And again, you guys can go back and listen to my very first episode that I did with Sarah and we talk a lot more on just like specifically the topic of comparison but thank you for coming on and celebrating my first birthday I girl I'm so proud of you this was so much fun thank you for having me it was it's always so fun to chat with you Sarah I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Sarah today Thank you also to all of you who have been listening and encouraging me and praying for me um, and just been such a huge part of the podcast so far. And I'm just so pumped that we've made it a year and I can't wait to see uh, how much more the Lord has in store for this podcast. So happy birthday, everyone. And stay fresh, my people.